Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to be We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. And uh, Wits, I'm going to give you a. Nah, you know what? Fuck it. Still going to do the ad before you. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs in sports and info and odds. On all the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship, which we are discussing here in just a bit, and the start to the Major League Baseball season, which I could care less about. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your very favorite casino games and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Looks like they're not giving you a promo code this week. Um, Wits, how are we doing? Doing awesome. In the lair, cooking up some numbers, writing down my final Masters bets. This is a good week. This is like another Christmas Eve tonight. It is like another Christmas Eve tonight. Um, I will be, unfortunately, back in the office um, during Masters Thursday. We've got a lot of FRLs in place. It's just the Masters. You might as well go big. Um, and yeah, we're looking, we're looking for some dubs, you know, coming off of whatever last week's tournament was and Russell Knox taking another FRL from the boys. I mean, that guy's a Sobel Hall of Famer, but he, uh, he kind of did, did us in last week. I am really looking forward to the masters. It's one of the, one of the most gorgeous things to watch on a television set, but I would be remiss if we didn't bring up the national championship game that just happened this past week before we go into the masters. And boy, oh boy, did UNC take quite the steaming pile of deuce down their leg in the second half, blowing the biggest lead in an NCAA tournament game, or not just tournament game, championship game, not tournament game, championship game, um, and also having their first loss of the year when leading at half. They were 21-0 when leading at the half uh, going into Monday night's game. And uh, what's funny, which is I watched it, I know you watched it, but apparently a third of the country didn't watch it because it started at 9.20 p.m. on the East Coast. Yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a questionable start time, um, 8.20 my time. But regardless, watch the whole thing, Roz. And, you know, the game ended up with Kansas winning. That's how it looked like it was going to start, right, the 7-0 run, right, to the start of the game. And then by the end of the first half, I mean, North Carolina steamrolled Kansas the last five minutes of the first half. and. I don't know what to say, Roz. I was pulling for North Carolina. I know you were as well. And they just they just kind of ran out of steam in the second half. Couldn't get a lot of shots to fall. 
Um, Love, I didn't think, was very good in the second half, and they just they really didn't get every, anything going. And Remy Martin uh, played the game of his life for Kansas, and they were just a little bit too much near the end. But overall, it was uh, it was fun to watch. I thought it was a pretty good game, a lot of back and forth, and you know, two uh, big leads squandered. So um, congrats to Kansas. Super easy run that they had, but can't take it away from them. They're the champs. But uh, yeah, it was it was a it was an okay tournament, fun last game. I'm glad it uh, was a close one. Yeah, it, ultimately it was nice that it did turn out to be a close game. Um, hedged it a little bit, didn't end up making a whole lot on it, but had a big opportunity to win some big money if UNC won, just almost falling upwards into what would have been a second or third place finish in our bracket pool. Um, yeah, wild tournament. I've, I see the headlines. People are angry. They think Kansas had an easy road, blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, get it, right? But we did get St. Peter's. I don't know if people are bagging on St. Peter's, beating teams, but, like, having a 15 and Elite Eight, you don't get to see that often. Probably won't get to see that again for a long while. So enjoy it while it's there, in my opinion. Um, it was a fine tournament. You know, it, again, I think the Big Ten is just showing continuously that they – suck they just do they fucking suck and I don't really there's nothing there's no two ways about like you got the most teams in the tournament two years in a row and you don't have anybody the elite eight pretty disappointing um and then you just have to watch out for the the conferences that really beat on each other right like the Pac-12 and the ACC who in back-to-back years were like thought of as afterthoughts going into the tournament had the fewest teams out of those major conferences going in they beat the hell out of each other I mean a year ago we had UCLA in the final four this year we had Duke and UNC from the ACC in the final four and they had fewer options to go with they only had four teams I mean hell Miami almost made it to the final four until their collapse against Kansas so it's flashy going with the Big Ten or going with bigger conferences with a lot of teams in it because the more teams they have in the better they were well hasn't really been the case the last two years and trends are hard to follow in the NCAA March Madness tournament as Xander probably can allude to since he uh has been trying to take one of those conference champions all the way to the finals year in and year out since Kemba Walker did it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think we can put March Madness to rest. It was a tough year for brackets, tough year. It, no one went, no one felt good about it. I think people are pretty excited for next February to come around and having forgotten about this one and get ready for their next round of brackets. But what's any closing thoughts on this year's tournament? Uh you know, like I said, it was just okay. I mean, none of my brackets did very well. Um, and overall, I mean, tournament is always fun, but there was really nothing like the first two days. I mean, after that, you're, you're kind of wondering what happened with all the with all the games. But, you know, we ended up, Roz, as crazy as it was, you know, we had uh, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, four, you know, notoriously very good teams in the final four. Um, and, you know, we didn't really talk about the Duke-UNC game, but UNC was just a uh, I know they came as, a, as, as an eight seed, but the last three weeks of their season, I mean, they were absolutely on a roll. They took down some great teams in the tournament, right? They took down Baylor. They took down Duke. Um, just ran out of steam a little bit. And uh, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you saw the video when Baycott rolled his ankle again late in the second half. There was a, a loose floorboard in New Orleans that looked like it added a little bit of stress to that ankle. Um but I don't know if that was a difference. Kansas, they deserved it. They had an easy road, but, you know, they took what was uh, took what was given. So congrats to Bill Self. I've ragged on him a lot on this show, but comes away a champion and uh, 
a one seat takes down the whole thing after all the craziness. So here we stand just waiting for next year. Yeah. Uh, one seat does take it down. It didn't really, it didn't even really register to me until you just said it. Um, yeah, that's the end of March madness. And kudos, like you said, kudos to everybody in that tournament and all the, the new champions there at KU, especially Bill Self after coming off a year where he lost his father. Um, that's pretty much it outside of the Masters, right? There's not a whole lot of other news going on. Stefan Diggs, actually, I did have one argument I wanted to ask you about um, because it st- starts with running backs, but I'm curious now your thought on wide receivers. So three straight deals by wide receivers, Devontae, Tariq Hill, and Stefan Diggs just going over the $100 million mark. Inflated, is this – is this a waste of money for organizations? Because me and you have done this often on this show. How many wide receivers did Tom Brady win with? And in fact, Tom Brady even win when he had arguably the best wide receiver of all time on his team. Yeah, Roz, I don't know if I want to call it a waste of money, but I think it could be better spent in other places. You know, why? I, I kind of have a similar feeling wide receivers and running backs. Um, I think it can definitely impact the game, but the amount of money that we're seeing thrown at some of these top receivers, I don't know if the I don't know if the value of that those types of contracts are really there. Just because there's there's so many good skill position players, um, and obviously there's I would say there's nobody like Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs, but for the amount of money that was spent on both those guys, I mean you, you could come up with a pretty solid core. So you know I'm I'm still a fan of you know you need a good quarterback. You need a good offensive line, a couple key pieces on defense, and kind of build around that. But, you know, you got nothing wrong with, with guys getting paid. Stefan Diggs has definitely earned his key. But I, I would say the contracts are getting a little bit out of hand, and I think they'll put some teams in a bind down the road here. Yeah, we'll see. I just, again, like you are saying, and we've done this on the show, I think it's one thing that DeAndre Hopkins went, got that massive contract with Arizona, and then put up a good year, but it's been hurt. Dessert last year, arguably why they started falling apart at the end of the year. Think about other wide receivers changing teams. I mean, you never saw the same from Antonio Brown, who's saying that he wants the same contract. You didn't get to see the same from A.J. Green. You haven't seen the same from Julio Jones. These guys, although maybe older, let's not forget Devontae's turning 30. Let's not forget that Tariq Hill's been in the league for seven years. Stephon Diggs, same way, drafted in 2014. Mm, I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit there. I think the three examples you gave were guys who were definitely on the back end of their careers. I mean, A.J. Green. Was Randy Moss on the back end of his career when he went to Oakland? Because he then went and put up his greatest season ever in New England. No. Okay. I'm, just, I, I'm not disagreeing with your point, but I think the three examples that you gave. Talk about fantasy wide receivers. Talk about fantasy wide receivers that left and then didn't produce. Like some of the well, top- I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, was- besides being hurt, his first year, he did great. Stephon Diggs has been great in Buffalo. But is the contract going to – I don't know. I think position uh, players – contract's a different point, though. No, it's not because st- that's $104 million that they can't get back on a guy who is significantly more susceptible to getting hurt as well as not putting up the – like a wide receiver is – I think we came to the conclusion a wide receiver is not going to make you a Super Bowl contender. It's not your offensive line, your quarterback, and certainly your defense because you can plug and play wide receivers. I mean, you didn't even know who the fuck Santonio Holmes was until he made a catch against the Arizona Cardinals in the Super Bowl. I think we are arguing two different points here, but 
Fuck I'm, the saying, I'm saying the value of a wide receiver was what I was saying. And I said, I started this conversation off with that three straight massive hundred million dollar deals with guarantees attached went out to wide receivers that clearly Kansas city didn't think they needed. Who's a contending team still. The Packers didn't think they needed Who's a contending team still. And the bills who are a contending team who just did it anyways, they're like, fuck it. We don't want to lose stuff on dick. I'm just saying is the value there. I don't think the value is there, but our next, your next argument was wide receivers switching teams and have they been good for their next teams. So we're kind of on two different, two different I, wavelengths here. But I, and honestly, if we went through the list of all the players, the answer is no, but I don't, I didn't pull up a list. I wasn't going to get deep into this. You only have DeAndre Hopkins to work with. And Stephon uh, Diggs, Stephon Diggs was the best receiver in the league the last two years, a top three receiver. And he was in Minnesota before. You can't disagree with that. I'm coming with a list next week. Anyways, let's get to the I'm Masters. Coming I'm coming with a fucking list next week. We're going to the Masters. Tiger Woods is fucking playing. Now I get that. So now the hoopla of the of the Masters is not so much the Masters event itself. But now that Tiger Woods, I mean, that place is going to be, be a madhouse for Tiger Woods. And I could care less. The guy's going to miss the cut. He might shoot nine over on day one. Probably won't finish. Could be a withdrawal. You never know. That leg might start acting up again and you guys are all fucking high as a kite we still have 24 hours he has a plenty of time to get into another car accident and drink a couple beers like you have no idea so everyone's hyped about that everyone's pissed that phil turned down going to the thing because he'd rather be in saudi arabia slugging some balls off the sand um so yeah i want to focus on the guys like rombo you know the guy who's chasing this or rory especially his only major he's never won and then how about a Colin Moore cow for the boys? Got a nice young buck getting a potential first victory. Those are the storylines I care about. Yeah, man, this is, uh, I think, the, the best, best tournament of the year. I, I put it as the second best sporting event behind March Madness um, out of any of them. And, uh, yeah, Masters is always special, right? It's uh, kind of teetering on being a cult uh what they got going on there but it's uh it's awesome definitely as a spectator all the pools all the betting um getting to watch they got their own website and it's it's really a sight to see um and yeah we got you know a lot of a lot of big names uh, at the top of the board who are you know looking for their first masters win john rom is the top guy right now and i think it's interesting Roz. uh john rom has gotten all of his PGA Tour wins when he was not ranked number one in the world. And with Scotty Scheffler's win a couple of weeks ago, he surpassed John Rahm. Just a little little food for thought there. Um, but yeah, you look at the guys at the top of the odds board, you got Ron, you got JT looking for the green jacket. Scotty Scheffler, I think he's the hottest golfer on the planet right now. And then you've got a, a guy lurking down a little bit farther, Brooks Kepka, arguably the best major player in the field and then you've got dj who's won here cam smith runner up last year um you got rory you got victor hovland morikawa you got a lot of great golfers at the top of the board but that's not not usually where you find our picks so uh i got a couple first round leaders rise a couple winners uh that we'll share with the people but i guess before we get into that any other uh any other opening thoughts for the masters uh no, I'm just excited to see the green here, Jim Nance, on Sunday as I lull in and out. I'll lull harder if my guys are not in contention, and I'll be very, I'll be way more attentive and studious if, uh, if I do have some guys chasing down 
their first green jacket. Yeah, no, I feel you there. Um, so I've got two guys I'm looking at for, for first round leader, Roz. First guy is Jordan Spieth. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be on Spieth this week. He's been the first round leader three times in his career at Augusta. So I'm going to, I'm going to ride the hot hand here. I think there's a lot of good trends. I like Spieth. Uh, you can find him at 30 to one pretty much everywhere. And then uh, next guy I'm looking at, Roz, who I like uh, as a winner bet as well. I like Shane Lowry. Um, he's coming in with some real good form. He's won a major before. You remember that open championship in uh, his home country of Ireland. Um, so he's a guy that I'm looking great, at. Great attempt of an accent there. Yeah, I, I tried my best. Um, he's a guy, you know, he can pound the ball, right? He does, I think, get into some bad runs. But, you know, if he can put it together for four days, Shane Lowry, I think, definitely has the game to compete here. And you know, I like him to get off to a hot start. So I like him as a first round leader. Um, you can get him around 50 or 60 to one. And uh, for winner, I got him at 45 to one at FanDuel. So uh, that's, uh, that's how I'm going to start us off here. Yeah, I went with uh, your boy Lowry to win. Colin Morikawa, unfortunately, at 14 to one. And I like Louis Oosthuizen for a W. The guy. There's nobody closer to winning a major than Louis Oosthuizen, and a lot of second place finishes. I think he can pull one out this year. First round leader, I'm on Fitz, Fleetwood, Co-Crack. The man had a hole in one today. Neiman, Spieth, like you said, Lowry. Um, I think that's all. Those are the only guys I took. No, I probably took Paul Casey was the last one. Paul Casey. Love Paul Casey. Good little um, play. Yeah, so a couple other guys I'm looking at for winners. The um, longer shots, a little bit farther down the board. But a couple trends I was looking at here, guys who have done really well at the Genesis Invitational, so that's at Riviera Country Club. Um, a lot of good correlation with Masters finishes. So there's a couple guys, um, Joaquin Neiman, Max Homa, uh, Adam Scott. Those are three guys that I'm putting some winner bets on this week. Um, you know, Neiman, uh, you know, got – and got a win of, it was about a couple months ago here. He's been playing well. Max Homa has really been playing well this past year. So I like those two guys, you know, around the 65 to 80 to one range. And then Adam Scott, he has one here before. Um, gives me a heart attack sometimes watching him putt. But uh, I'm going to throw a couple checks on him. And then my last guy uh, is Gary Woodland. So Gary Woodland um, has won a U.S. Open. Right. He's been playing some good golf recently. Uh, the tournament we were at, Bay Hill, was actually in prime position to win before uh, that little mishap out of the bunker. But Gary Woodland, when he's healthy, is a guy who can really pound the ball when he's on with his irons. I like the price here at 100 to 1. I don't, you know, I don't really think get any lower than that. And he's a guy who I think could make a, make a little run here. So those are the guys I'm looking at to win. Um, and if we go really far down the board, I'm going to throw a little bit on uh, Christian Bazudenhoop. Um, find him at 210 to 1 at points bet. So those are the guys that I'm looking at right now. Hey, I think it's going to be a wonderful, spectacular tournament. I know we're both chasing the idea of Dustin Johnson, if we can get him at a good live line. Um, we'll see what we're able to pull off there. But you know what? I'm just I'm excited. It's a brand new day. A new Augusta, a new tournament. We had Hideki Matsuyama win it last year, the first Japanese-born player to win at Augusta. Um, yeah, there's not much more I can say about it. It's everyone's, should, it should be everyone's favorite golf tournament. If you're not a golf fan, this should make you a golf fan. Um, 
I'm just excited for uh, for the putts to start stroking, the balls to start flying, and clubs to start swinging. And uh, that's pretty much all I got, Waits. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you. Um, excited Lakers, to get it started. The Lakers fucking suck, but that's going to be our closing thought. <laughs> yeah, the, the Lakers are terrible. Um, and, yeah, good closing thought. Opening day tomorrow in the MLB, but we're uh, probably going to cover that next week. Um, and by the way, if you think it's, if you don't think it's a trend that I keep pushing Xander off until after the first ad read, this is going to be one of the new. <laughs> and that's been the opening line. The Lakers blow, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.